love that you just said soften into the dissonance because that's truly what this journey has been of just like, okay, if this pain that I were experiencing, if I could just soften and hold it and cradle it like a little baby, right? Like then it doesn't become so sharp. Then it doesn't become so unbearable. Then it's like, oh, okay. um, I'm creating a new relationship with myself, my physical body and um, my mental body, right? My inner child, I'm cradling her in a brand new way. And when I soften into that, it really does dissipate that sharpness yeah. of that and that discomfort of, oh, I don't want to feel that. Oh, I don't, I don't really quite like that. But actually, yeah, let me, let me hold that. Let me love that part of me that just needs to be loved. Welcome home to Soul Shine Radio. I'm your hostess, Lindsay Martin Ellis, embodied intuitive, spiritual guide, author, and speaker. This is your sacred virtual sanctuary where myself and heart-centered guest experts will be sharing through a multidimensional lens our innate wisdom, practices, transmissions, and activations to support you in navigating the integration of your spiritual journey and human experience. I am here to help you bring the pleasure, presence, and play back into your soul's evolution. To surrender into the great mystery so that you can embody your magic and become a magnet for miracles. And of course, to remind you of the gift in breaking wide open because it's the cracks that allows your light to shine through. It's time to unleash and radiate your unique soul shine because the world craves your radiant light now more than ever. You ready? Let's do this, love. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back. Welcome back. I'm going to keep this intro short and sweet today because I recently recorded this beautiful conversation with my client, colleague, soul sister, Lindsay Lee. I titled this Client Transformation, The Journey Within with Lindsay Lee because I have been helping Lindsay since the beginning of the year launch her new group coaching program, relaunch her business as a creative, as a teacher, as a mentor, as a guide, as an artist. And I'm very, very, very excited to bring you this conversation. Lindsay, I feel like I said everything that I wanted to say about her during our conversation, but you know, we've known each other for over 10 years. She's witnessed my transformation um, intimately and from a distance. We've kind of, you know, kind of come in and out of each other's lives and reconnected all in divine timing. And she always kind of intuitively continued to say yes to working with me in a multitude of ways from embodiment work and spiritual coaching to now creating this beautiful new soul-led business. And I'm just honored to be a part of her journey. And I say this in the episode, but, you know, I I believe that this is the way of the feminine. This is the beauty way that even though, you know, she's hired me for mentorship over the last couple of years, she is 
absolutely a teacher of mine in so many ways and such an inspiration. And we are all students and teachers. We are all walking each other home. We all have medicine for each other and gifts that we all get to kind of learn from each other and help us remember. And I really feel so... And the word honored just keeps coming up, like honored that I get to be this small piece of her supporting women and coming home to themselves and healing themselves and touching women in a way that I wouldn't be able to, like doing it her way, sharing her lived experience. And I love the ripple of that. So enjoy this conversation. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> You're going to learn a little bit more about me as well because we talk about who I was 10 years ago um, before my true awakening journey, although I believe we're, we're all on an awakening journey the second that we come out of the womb. <laughs> it's like we come into this world having forgotten who we are and where we come from. And it's an immediate, you know, opportunity for remembrance and course correction and yeah, learning. <laughs> We're all here on this planet to learn. Ah, <sighs> yeah, it feels really good to bring this conversation with you. Her new program is launching. It's almost full. I am just delighted and I swear honored just keeps coming up. It's like I'm grinning from ear to ear because you know, if I wouldn't have had the courage to say yes and or offer these offerings like Lindsay wouldn't be here in this way in this capacity serving in this way and it and it really kind of goes to show you never know who's watching right you never know who's going to say yes you never know who needs what you've got you never know who's listening right you never know who is meant to be in your life and and to cross paths at the exact time that they're supposed to cross paths in order for the co-creation to happen. And I really, you know, I've, I have had several private clients during the course of my time working with Lindsay and this one just feels different in terms of like true co-creation, true leaning in, true trust, really. <laughs> like it's like an all inness um, that I have yet to experience with any other client. And, and, and all of my clients are amazing and, and there is this all in factor, but it's like the the quickness and the willingness and the depth at which Lindsay is able to go to meet me because I'm a very deep person and I'm a very growth oriented person and I like to move quickly and I'm here for I'm here for the initiations. Um, I get that, you know, it like I could be a lot for people <laughs> at a lot of times. Um, I could be triggering for people at a lot of times and I can be confusing to people at a lot of times because I don't follow the logical path. <laughs> so it's just been, yeah, like I really believe that her and I had this contractual soul agreement to support each other in these ways. And, you know, I can't wait to continue to learn from her and this is how it works. And this is where I, I believe the true humility comes in and, and what it means to truly be in circle and to be linked arms with people shoulder to shoulder and, and have no hierarchy in this realm of 
guru student, like all of that in my mind is, is dissolving from my field. And I love it. And I love it. And I love it. And I love it. So I'll stop swooning over Lindsay now (laughs) and give you her gold and please reach out to her on Instagram, book a call on her calendar, check out her beautiful offerings. Like, oh my gosh, her art, her movement, just the way that she expresses is, it's so beautiful. It is absolutely beautiful. And she inspires me as a creative in so, so, so many ways. All right, beautiful humans. Enjoy. Much love. Hello, hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to another episode. We are approaching the one year anniversary of this puppy and I am pretty excited to introduce to you Lindsay Lee, who has kind of been a part of my journey for a long time. We've known each other for over a decade, which is mind-blowing. And we've crossed paths in many unique ways. And I'm I'm pretty pumped to bring you the lovely wisdom that is Lindsay Lee. So with that, would you like to say hello? Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Thank you. Of course. Well, let's give the the listeners a reader's digest little look-see into who you are and, and what you do. And I think it would be fun to also circle back to how we met and how we're how we've stayed connected over the years. So yeah, let's just start start there. Who are you? Hi. <laughs> I go by Lindsay Lee and um I'm an artist and on this Phoenix transition, this glorious ride of life. Uh I started out in academia. I was um, in education for 11 years. Six of those years, I was a professor. The pandemic hit. I was in a massive car accident. I walked away with a traumatic brain injury and it birthed the the glorious uh, transition that I'm still riding the wave of change and um, so grateful to be uh, a witness to my own transition and and help facilitate that for other women as well. So um mm. currently investigating a lot of somatic dance movement and um healing healing the relationship to the body, creating safety with and for the body. And a lot of inner child work is a part of that. I love it. So do you remember when we met? (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember the exact occasion, but I do, I do remember how we met and we met in a a dance fitness class called booty beat, um, (laughs) by our glorious friend, Don Mamoni and, um, uh, Don, the bomb was rocking out as (laughs) we were in a pole fitness class together (laughs) And I can't believe the 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 journey that you and I have been on. It's been really incredible to witness your transformation, which was so inspiring for me and gave me the gusto to take the leap of faith too. So thank you for leaning into your vulnerability and listening to your intuition because it's been so inspiring for me and my journey. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm thinking back because as I'm about to move, so I moved here in the beginning of 20, 
2011. So 12 years ago, and it was shortly after. So I I know it was around that time. It's 10 plus years that we first met. And I do think it's fun to kind of circle back because I've shared this on the podcast before that, you know, that time where I kind of got my boss, my engineering boss, Kelly Blake, if you're listening to this, hello, beautiful. She was like, I own a gym, like an all women's gym. You should come check it out. You're new to Sarasota. And I'm like, sounds wonderful. And I went after work and I walk in and there's stripper poles everywhere, which she purposefully left that little tidbit out. And I was beyond petrified, but also a little like intrigued and excited. And Everyone was welcoming. And honestly, I was hooked. I pretty much went every day after that. That's where I met you. They had a plethora of different classes. And I think it was the first time where I really saw women, including myself, um, bond and let go of competition and like wear whatever we wanted and just let it all hang out and have fun and be okay in our bodies and feel safe in our bodies and work through our relationship with our body. And I was in the best shape of my life because it was like so empowering. It was so fun to be in sisterhood with women, right. And just to feel safe. And, and I just fell in love with it. It was, it was like the first time that I was like, Oh, this is what it means to nourish your body and do something you love and not beat your body up and like really follow what intuitively my body was asking for in the form of, of movement. And then I started teaching, which Kelly also threw me into, she's like, you're going to be a pole fitness instructor. And then like, she pretty much forced me into it. And then I kind of lost it for a bit. And I think we're going to talk a bit about, you know, our journeys. Um, I'm trying to remember, like, you know, life got in the way for me in terms of like, I stopped doing pole fitness. Like, I don't know. I, 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 like I called it a phase. I was like, all right, I'm out of this phase. This isn't like, like I'm an adult. I was working my way up in the corporate ladder in the engineering world. And it just kind of was like my work here with this is done. But I realize now that it was like, and I want to talk to you about this with your artistry and your creative expression. It was just like such a foundational piece of who I am now. So yeah, I would love for you to share like that piece. And also what were you doing? Like, I don't even know how long you lived in Sarasota for. So if you just kind of want to dive into what happened during those 10 years and all of the moves and all of the change in relationship and the change in career path and all of the things I think would be really fun to explore. Yeah, I moved to Sarasota, Florida um, in 2004. I went there for um, for undergrad. I went to Ringling College of Art and Design, uh, where I met my uh, uh, now ex-husband. Um, you know, we quickly jumped into a relationship and um, I, I got married around the time you and I met. And, uh, and I was working as a graphic designer and... Uh, trying to get my way into grad school so that I could get my master's degree and then become a professor. I was very focused on this one track mind of how my career was going to go. And, um, you know, the economy sort of fell apart in 2008. And so it, 
grad schools were flooded with applications and I applied to schools for six years straight. I was just so determined to, I was like, come hell or high water, this is what I'm going to do because that's, you know, this is the only way that an artist can make it is through academia. And I was just so hell bent on creating a strong foundation for myself. And really I, I look at those six years and I'm like, I'm really grateful that I went through those, uh, trying times of getting into grad school because it allowed me the opportunity to transform my artistic practice. So I started out in painting and printmaking. And uh, before I knew it, I was using my own body as a means of expression. And so I was painting on my body and then taking photographs of my painted self in front of my art pieces and using digital formats to create a story based off of the the performances. And that's really what triggered getting into grad school. And so then I moved across country and moved into Idaho. I went to the University of Idaho in Moscow, Idaho, and um, spent four years there. I got two degrees, one in studio art and one in theater directing and performance. And I just, I really just trusted that my body needed to move more and more and um, created these performances, uh, wrote and directed plays, and really started to find my own voice as a creative entity and really come into my own power. And that's when my marriage fell apart. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> so, and what year was that? Cause I think it's fun. So it was like 20, we'll call it like 2012 ish that we met. When did you, when did you go to grad school in Idaho? Uh, 2014. 2014. Okay. And when did your marriage fall apart? Uh, the end of 2017. Okay. 2017. So I think it's like, it's helpful to, yeah. to see the sequence of events here. Okay. Tell us more. <laughs> At the end of grad school, I moved to California. I think I was there for like three weeks. Had this like <laughs> existential crisis of like, what am I doing with my life? I don't know. And so I was pulled back to New Jersey where I'm initially from. I ended up taking care of my grandmother who uh, has dementia. My mom had surgery and um, I, it was such a pivotal moment. I was sitting on the couch processing the fact that I was filing for divorce. And I just had this realization that like everybody on this couch, my mother, my grandmother, myself, all of which we all have L names, Lillian, Linda, Lindsay. And I was like, we all have broken hearts. Hmm. Holy shit. It was just like this sinking feeling of like, I feel really called to assist women in transforming and healing our hearts. And I didn't really know what that looked like. And I didn't know how that would manifest, but I just remember feeling that call. And, you know, I signed up to sell beauty counter and I thought maybe that's the avenue, like creating creating a team of women and um, supporting women and empowering women that way. Um, And that didn't quite fit. That didn't quite feel it. And I was like, okay, but, but I'm learning, I'm growing, I'm, I'm trying. Uh, I was teaching for Rutgers university. I was teaching um, uh, gender identity, a course in gender identity. And I was like, Oh, maybe this is it. Maybe this is the avenue. Nope. Got the call to, to move to South Carolina. I taught for coastal Carolina I taught acting and then moved back into the art department. Um, And I was like, this is temporary. I know that this location is temporary, but maybe academia is like my home, that this feels like a grounding place for me. 
sure enough, the universe came in and was like, nope, it's not quite it. And um, in July of 2020, I was in a massive car accident and uh, I walked away with a traumatic brain injury. And um, I felt so disconnected from my body and so out of sorts, this uh, healing, the TBI has been an incredible journey of coming back home and understanding my relationship to my body, understanding my relationship with my body and um, has been a massive spiritual journey more than anything. It's been, Mm. it's been really incredible. And that's when I took your first workshop of, um, oh my gosh, can you help me remember the title? (laughs) Well, you took some like free workshops, but you took my, my, my first ever group program like in this new and in, in you know realm of embodied spirituality and it was at the time called the awakened woman's circle and it was november of 2021 but i want to also go back one second because there was also a point where like you and i so let's think about this like we you know, life gets in the way you moved, right? Like things happen. We're doing our thing. Like we're connected on social media, but we didn't really like stay in touch per se, but I'm trying to remember how we reconnected. Like, was it through beauty counter? I know you ended up being my assistant temporarily while you were taking care of your grandmother and you were in transition and you were, and you just kept saying like, I don't know what it is, but like, there's some, like, there's a reason why we're connected. And like, you kept trying things on with like, what is it? Is it beauty counter? Like, am I supposed to work with you? Am I supposed to see what you're doing? So do you remember how we reconnected? Yes, actually Don Mamoni. Uh, God you bless did? her. <laughs> yeah. She, she's she, at it again. <laughs> <laughs> it's always Don. I love her so much. She, um, she was selling beauty counter and then she, she invited me onto her team and she was affiliated with you. Um, cause she was on your team. And so that brought us, okay. the three of us were on, on this call. And I remember feeling like this massive energetic shift. I don't know if you remember this, but I, I literally had attack on the phone. I was like, I was so, uh, caught off guard by this energetic shift that I was experiencing by the three of us. And we, we were just shifting the, our, all of our vibrations. And I, I remember like, I totally lost the feeling in my feet. And I was like, I don't know what's happening to me right now. Something's <laughs> happening to me. And I like totally lost my shit. And I was like, okay, it's going to be okay. And you, you really talked me um, through it and that, that it really was going to be okay. And that facing the fear or leaning into the fear was, was part of this journey. And Again, I didn't quite understand it. It wasn't within the context of beauty counter, but that conversation ended up being the context of of quitting academia and and moving again <laughs> and doing what I'm doing now. So I I I sort of like think about that conversation um, frequently. Yeah. Oh, I love that because I don't remember. I mean, I remember slightly, but I don't remember the specifics. But now I remember it was kind of like an opportunity call where you weren't a part of the company yet and like the opportunity was being presented to you from Don and myself. And sure enough, like when change is on the horizon, like when we're presented with transformation, fear rears its ugly head. And I'm so glad you brought that up because it's also supportive for those of you listening. Like you don't, 
we don't realize the impact that we have on people. Like, I don't remember the details of that call, but you, because you were having such a visceral experience, where it kind of got your one of your first tastes of like, oh, this is what it feels like to meet yourself and, and, to, and to know that change is on the horizon. Um, I love that. So, and I also didn't realize because it's funny, like time is so weird right now. And I know as like evolution is happening and since the pandemic and, you know, since everything is speeding up on the planet, like time is so weird. And I also think it's interesting that you had this car accident. And I remember, oh, I forgot this. You were working for me and you had to stop because of the accident. I was like trying to remember how that happened. So I think it's interesting that it happened during the pandemic and like it was a time where the world was still shut down in so many ways and you were really like there was no option for you because still a lot of people were not shutting down and were not getting quiet and were having a really challenging time and you were faced with no other option but to slow down from work, working in academia, working with me. So Let's talk about that as well. Yeah. Yeah. It it absolutely forced me to face all the stuff that I didn't want to face that I was running away from. I kept thinking like, oh, if I take on teaching this class or take on teaching this w- workshop, if I get another part-time job, I can, you know, just go, go, go. I can then carry myself financially. And, and then later on down the line, then I'll be able to do what it is that I really want to do. And I just, it's so funny because like the universe, you know, my higher self was like, absolutely not. Like how, how much are you going to keep running from yourself? And, um, it, it is so interesting that it was during the pandemic because I had just moved to South Carolina. I was only there for maybe seven months and I didn't, I really didn't know anybody in that location. I wasn't near any family. So I was totally isolated and I was absolutely forced to just be in my own little, you know, my own little apartment. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. This is like, all of my senses have gone, have basically gone offline. I get to totally piece this back together inch by inch, piece Mm -hmm. by piece. It, it was really intense. It was really, uh, it was a big task to do isolated, but looking back, I'm like, there was no other way that I was going to surrender unless something like that big had gotten my attention, really grabbed me and said, you absolutely have to do this. Yeah. I love that you point on this. Like this is the relatability piece of like when we're in avoidance or escapism, right. And like, like, okay, I'm just going to do more. I'm going to like work more jobs and I'm going to seek more opportunities and I'm going to keep going. And this, unfortunately, and fortunately, like I love, I love looking at life through this lens. Like this accident could have absolutely been a part of your divine plan already (laughs) incarnating in this lifetime. We don't know, or it could have been like, you were so moving off course that spirit was like, nope, we're gonna just, you know, it's gonna feel super dramatic. It's gonna be hard, but like, you're gonna be more than okay. You're gonna be better than you were on the other side. And that's what I love about it is it's like, we don't know. So it almost takes the pressure off to not beat ourselves up. Like, 
yeah, you were like needing a course correction, but how do we not know that like you didn't sign up for that needing of the course correction in order for your soul to grow, which I love. Like, I just feel like if we can all really take that in for a moment. And one of my favorite things about you is your, because you're a lot like me and a lot, you're, my favorite thing about you is you're just like me. <laughs> Let's edit that out. Just kidding. But like, I feel like there's a resonance between us because we can like be in the shit. I call it the sacred shit and know that it sucks and it's uncomfortable and to not want to be there. But like, it's not victim and complaining energy. Like we might have those moments where we're like, but we still have this perspective of like, I know that there's something more here. Like, uh, okay. Like you knew, okay. My senses are offline. I got to piece them back together. Okay. I have got to listen. Okay. I have got to be still. Okay. Clearly something wasn't working. So have you always been that way? Or can you maybe give some practical support on like how you move through that? Because I think it's something that comes more effortless to me now. Like it's just who I am. And it's, it's like, I just know inside in my core that we're here for evolution. And that means we're going to get shaken up at times. And it means we're going to think we know what the right answer is or the right path is. And we actually don't, we think we have control and we don't. And so I think there's just this softening that's begun to happen with me where I really just don't resist the disruption anymore. Like I used to. So I would love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that there's, there's always been this inner compass, this inner knowing of, okay, trust in the process, but then the ego sort of would take over and override and try and like steer my way out of it. Or, um, again, pile on to sort of distract me from the actual lesson. Uh, I really feel like the traumatic brain injury was not the, the hardest lesson. I think, I think honestly, the hardest lesson in my journey was when my father died and, um, and I was again, hit, but hit, with the two by four of you absolutely have to stop and deal with your father wound your father baggage. Cause he wasn't involved in my life. And suddenly when he left his body, I was hit with this traumatic, uh, abandonment and this, yeah. the abandonment wound. And, um, it, it, it really, I don't know any other way of saying this. It forced me to sort of deal with and create my own sense of safety. Um, in a way that I had never learned before, at least in this lifetime. And so, and then it, it happened again when I had to go through the divorce of creating my own sense of safety. What does that mean? What is, what is, um, what does my inner compass want rather than taking care of somebody else or doing it for somebody else? What is it that I came here to do and, and create and what is my purpose? And so when, when all of my senses went offline, because I also got COVID too, while, you know, a few months into this traumatic brain injury. So like I lost my sense of of smell, my sense of taste. Um, most of my body actually went numb from the traumatic brain injury. Uh, you know, a lot of my thoughts were not solid enough for them to even come out of my mouth. So I was saying what I could say rather than what I wanted to say. It was this, it really was this piecing together. And I, 
I allowed the emotion to come up whenever it came up and I would breathe through it. And whenever that would happen, I would sort of like move it. I don't know any other way of saying this, move the emotion forward so that it could pass through me and center into the, the truth of, of me, the core of me. And I, and I heard my inner knowing my inner voice say, there's a gift here. We just don't quite know what it is. It will make sense. But I, I also knew that it was more than a concussion. I also knew that this traumatic brain injury was going to be a long haul. And um, next week will be three years of the anniversary. And um, I am truly able to recognize that it has been drastic changes in my life, but they have all been gifts. Every single one of them has been a ginormous gift. And what has phoenixed from it is a version of me that I am so grateful to be. And I'm able to hold compassion for people in a way that I never could before. And I'm able to um, empathize with people in a way that I never could before, just at a deeper, deeper level. And it's because I have learned how to hold space for myself in a brand new way that I'm then able to hold space for other people. Yeah. Mm, So beautiful. And that's really what, that's why we get these jolts for this very reason. And so you're just at a place where you recognize that and it doesn't make it any more comfortable or easier per se when we're in it, right? But you have now so much evidence of like, okay, this happened and now, and look where I'm at in my evolutionary journey. This happened. Now look at the woman I've become. This happened. Now look at how I'm able to be in relationship with this person, so I do have a question though. What year did your father pass away for timeline's sake? Um, that was in 2013. Yeah. 2013. Okay. So it's like that almost started it. Like it's like, so 2013, we, so it was 2013. And then was it 2017 that the marriage fell apart and then the traumatic brain injury happened in 2020, right? So it's like noticing every couple of years, it's like traumatic loss, yeah. right? It's a a divorce, right? With who you think you're going to be with forever. It's having your physical body not be able to function in the way, right? It's like all of these things. And it's interesting because for me, it's been like every decade ish. And it's like, they're all different. It's like a health crisis. It's like losing someone. It's almost drowning when I was a child, right? It's literally having a dark night of the soul and spiritual awakening and feeling like disconnected and feeling confused and feeling really lost and isolated for quite a, quite a bit of time, which is why the body, like, it's like, it's like, I knew I needed to come back into my body in order to integrate what I knew. Um, one thing that when you were saying forced, right. I love like, cause I don't like to use that word. I'm like, okay, forced just sounds like, right. mm, (laughs) It feels a little like, mm, but I love catapulted, right. It's like, like, if you're listening and you have a word that feels like more enlivening, like when we have these jolts, like we have these catapults or they're like initiations, but so maybe we'll say it catapulted you into this beautiful state that you're in. (laughs) Yeah. I was, I was like, I know that that's not the word that I want to use, but that's the only one that's coming to mind. (laughs) And I say it too. And I think it's like, I, I dance with words a lot, as many of you know, and force, like sometimes it's like, Maybe the universe does force. Like, it's like, I don't know, like force 
power, right? Power versus force. So usually force is, is like deemed to be lower in the map of consciousness scale, but doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. So maybe it's like, instead of forced, forcing us, it empowered us into <laughs> this next phase okay. of our life. <laughs> And one thing that you were talking about, um, I had this visual drop in, I don't even know, like sometime last year around like when you were talking about your ego driving the car or you didn't say it that way, but you were talking about like your ego, you started to notice when you're, it was like your ego making the decisions and academia and like all of these things. And, and, you know, I think we see it and I've been really like investigating this in my own way. like. And starting to detach from the spiritual, like the spiritual world in terms of like dogma and how everything gets kind of put in a box, no matter what end of the spectrum you're at, whether it's from a political spectrum, whether it's from where you're, you know, religious or scientific or, you know, spiritual or anywhere in between. And, you know, a lot of times in the spiritual world, it's like, oh, we want to get rid of the ego. Like the ego is bad. <laughs> it's like that same premise of like trying to make something going away, go away, try to, trying to make something wrong, like, tr- like really beating ourselves up about our ego and like wondering how to get rid of it or like force it to do something else. And one thing that dropped in was, and I was hearing, um, I was listening to Mateus De Stefano talk about this and I had this visual come in around the ego and the higher self. And the ego is the gas in the car and our higher self is driving the car. And that like, whatever Mateus was saying, because half the time, like so much of it is going over my head, but I know that I'm like receiving what he's saying on a cellular level. It made so much sense. Like we want to be in the driver's seat, not the ego. Like we get to be in the driver's seat, the innate part of us, like our essence, right? Whatever we want to call it, the divine eternal part of us. And then the ego moves us, like the ego propels us. The ego is like the secondary piece that comes into support. It's our personality. It's like, while you're listening to this right now, if you're still listening, like you're enjoying this conversation, you're enjoying our personalities, you're enjoying the storytelling and the creative expression from Lindsay and myself. And so that is such a difference, right? It's like, oh yeah, I'm just not letting my ego run the show anymore, but I am embracing my ego, right? I am loving my ego, all of the flaws, all of the conditioning, all of the personality, all of the needing to be right, all of the thinking I haven't figured out. So I did just want to mention that um, for support for people. And I'd love to know how that lands for you. Oh, that feels so true. And I love that analogy, right? Like the ego is not bad. The ego has been created so that we can like, I don't know, protect ourselves and navigate this world. And, uh, and it makes for some fun. Like we all have these glorious personalities and we get to like sort of bounce around. And, and that's really, that's really wonderful. And it's great to be different. Yeah. Different is not good or bad. Different is just different. And when we surrender to the ego, it can sort of like take over and lead us into some, oh, okay, that wasn't the best decision, but all right, like cool, moving on, moving forward. Um, But when we do, when we're able to separate ourselves and recognize like, oh, okay, I don't want the ego in the driver's seat. 
Yeah. Like I, I truly want my higher self to come in and take over. Okay. What is my purpose? And, and when we've got that dissonance, like that's when the universe comes in and is like, no, we're just going to like realign you a little bit here. Yeah. Yeah. And I love the analogy of the car, right? Cause everybody can like see it's literally, it's kind of how I say like the mind is in service to the heart. You can say the same thing. The heart is in the driver's seat and the mind is the fuel, like, right. Mm-hmm. So the mind is now in reverence to my heart. Like, and of course there's many times where I'm, I'm like reality checking. I just, um, shared something on Instagram about reality checking, right? It's like, this is what we do. It's like, right. We always want to be like, is this mine? Is this not mine? Is this my ego or is this my essence? Like, is this my truth or did I hear this from somewhere else? And that is why I believe incarnating on this planet is so evolutionary and why we come here and why we choose to come here knowing that the quantum growth is going to happen because there's so much of that dissonance that happens. And I think the theme of this conversation is really the more that we soften into the dissonance and just get curious and explore and not try to fix it and just be at peace with it in that acceptance is actually where, you know, the liberation lives and where the the wisdom we glean lives and where the teachings live and where the gratitude starts to come in and where we're like, oh, wow that sucked, but like, and I, I probably wouldn't want to do that again, but I would not change that for the world. You know, I would not change a single thing. Yeah. It's so great. I love that you just said soften into the dissonance because that's truly what this journey has been of just like, okay, if this pain that I were experiencing, if I could just soften and hold it and cradle it like a little baby, right? Like then it doesn't become so sharp. Then it doesn't yeah. become so unbearable. Then it's like, oh, okay, um, I'm creating a new relationship with myself, my physical body, and um, my mental body, right? My inner child. I'm cradling her in a brand new way. And when I soften into that, it really does dissipate that sharpness yeah. of that and that discomfort of, oh, I don't want to feel that. Oh, I don't, I don't really quite like that. But actually, yeah, let me let me hold that. Let me love that part of me that just needs to be loved. Yeah. And then it's not so yeah. yeah. And as I've been exploring conscious conception for a long time and like exploring this, you know, future motherhood journey for myself, like I've watched so many podcasts. I mean, this has been like years in the making of my fascination with physiological birth and like literally how the surrender and the softening of the physical pain actually leads to the oxytocin release, which then creates more oxytocin, which then blocks the pain receptors. And I believe it's the same for when we're feeling emotions as well. And again, like nature shows us everywhere, like, right. We know like when we contract, it hurts more. Like when we resist, it hurts more. And right. We just want to be like, Oh, that hurts. And what do we do? We like shrivel up. And so that's the invitation is the next time and start with something simple, like you stub your toe or you get a paper cut or somebody says something to you and you're like, ouch, that hurt, whatever it is, try that on like the softening and the dissonance, whatever that looks like for you. Like, how can you allow yourself to be in it a little bit more as opposed to like, I'm going to scroll social media 
or I'm going to immediately go do this thing to avoid what I'm feeling physically or whatever it is. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So I'm trying to remember when did you move to Austin? Um, do you remember? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I've been here a year and a half. So, um, December of 2021, I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So my program, which really encompasses a lot of what we're talking about, which makes sense why you said yes to this, right? It's like meeting our emotions, like reconnecting with our body, understanding, you know, pain, pleasure cycles and what we do as humans and as to avoid an escapism and really meeting all parts of ourselves with love and tenderness. Um, so in November of 2021, again, I don't remember the sequence of events, but I remember you basically reaching out to me. <laughs> I don't know if you remember the exact sequence of events, but reaching out to me and being like, I don't know why, but I'm supposed to do your program. So can we talk about that for a moment? Like, how did you know? What did it feel like? So this was right before you moved. So you were, and it was a very intuitive move. So you, you, what me, I mean, knowing you, I know that when you were re-piecing yourself back together from this accident, you begin to connect with yourself in deeper ways and start to connect intuitively with yourself and make decisions from that space. So yeah, talk about your decision, like, to say yes to this program without like knowing it or understanding it, having fear still questioning everything with job security and moving. Um, I think that would be supportive for people. Yeah. So actually uh, this, that summer of 2021, um, I was, I was processing a breakup, the first relationship since um, my divorce. And um, I, I had really opened up vulnerably to this person in a way that I never had before. And so I was processing a lot of grief and um, I visited my sister in the Austin area. And by day three, I was like, Oh, I, I'm supposed to move here. Okay. Okay. That's cool. So I'll go back and I'll teach for one more semester. And and, um, I was still in physical therapy and, uh, I, I just knew that I wasn't healing in the way that I could have. And so I was just sort of like um, turning the dial of turning my frequency into my intuition a little bit deeper. And I was like, that's okay. We're getting close. Okay. We're getting close. Not quite there yet. Not quite there yet. And I saw you um, posting some movement And I could see and witness how you had let go and surrendered to a deeper version of yourself. And I was like, my soul was like, whatever she's doing, that's what you need to to be doing. And I was like, (laughs) okay, this is interesting because I'm not like, I don't really consider myself a dancer, which is hilarious because that's like what I'm doing. (laughs) And I don't either. I still don't. (laughs) And I just, something within me was like, felt this spark, this magnetic pool. And when you started talking about this program that you were launching, um, come to, come to this free workshop. And I immediately was like, okay, when is it plugging it in my phone, writing it down on my calendar? Like I need to be here. I'm not quite sure why, but I hear the call. And so I'm going to show up. And, um, 
I was scared shitless. Like every time <laughs> that like I, like the camera was on me and I was moving and I was like, I don't, I don't, I can't even really do anything. I can't even really stand up. All I can do is like sit and like sort of move my shoulders. And that's all I got. Cause that's all the energy that my body could, you know, move in. But it was just, it was like this one hint after another, like I was being breadcrumbed and I, I had nothing else to do except follow that call because anytime that I resisted that call, that intuition of follow this lead, follow this lead, like my, my stomach would turn into knots. And so I was responding in such a visceral, physical way that I had no other choice, but to, in order to relieve this tension that I was experiencing, okay, just go and do the scary thing. Yeah. (laughs) Which is actually very similar to what you were experiencing on that beauty counter opportunity call. Right. And, and I feel, and I actually know this and I know, you know, this, like that accident stripped you down to your foundation so that you could actually be able to discern, oh, wow. When I resist, it feels this uncomfortable. Okay. I'm not doing like, I'm going to follow even when it doesn't make sense. And I love that you took that risk because there are people who still have, you know, who, who don't listen. Um, But also I think it's important because so many of us have lost our ability to listen. And I know I was there and I know you were there and it does take courage and it does take a willingness and it, it does, it's a risk because you're exposing yourself and you're meeting parts of you that you've stuffed down for a long time. But the magic that you have experienced, like literally, okay, so let me just talk about this for a second. Again, my timing is terrible. <laughs> like I don't have any concept of time, but I remember, well, first of all, I remember your therapist being like, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. Because like all of a sudden you told me that you're, you were like improving so rapidly yeah, and, my physical therapist was like, keep dancing because because I have to I have to up your challenges. And I was like, that's great. Like suddenly yeah. out of quote unquote nowhere, I had suddenly like jumped uh, a massive step within my healing. And I was like, okay, this is this is something. I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep yeah. doing this. Yeah. And you know, I've seen a lot of transformation in this work in my programs, but with you, because it was physical and it was neurological, like I knew you intimately, like not all of my clients I know intimately. So I knew like, oh my gosh, this is happening, happening extremely fast. And you reminded me again, so much of myself because like as a mentor, I can't do the work for anyone, right? Like it's like I open the the container up, but like your willingness to just go dive deep and go all in was so palpable. And I can't remember. So the way that I was offering this program at the time where there were three rounds of eight weeks and was it the second or third series that you were like, the day before we were literally about to start, you're like, I can't do it. I'm not, I'm like, I don't want to do it. I'm afraid. Like you were go, you had like, you had just moved to Austin. Like you were figuring everything out with switching gears from being a professor, et cetera, et cetera. So do you remember when that was? Yeah, I think it, I think it, 
So I felt some of that fear before the second round, but I definitely felt it right before the third round. I yeah. was like, I, you know, I know that I said, I gave you my yes, but I don't, th- I think I got to <laughs> back. Like I, I really felt so much like, oh shit, like shit's about to get real. Like that's what yeah. it felt like because I absolutely, you know, at the core of me, I knew that it was going to be super transformational, which it was. Mm-hmm. And the ego freaks out right before yeah, your spirit, like goes through that, uh, energetic upheaval, like that energetic frequency change. And the ego wants to pull you back towards the familiar. Mm-hmm. And that's what was happening. And I was like, I think, I think even after the first uh, session of the third workshop, I still was like, Lens, I don't, I don't know if I could do this. Like, uh, you know, my, my bank account potentially could go into negative. Like I, I really like I'm freaking out here and you're like, and then I had this moment of this amazing centeredness of there's power and incredible, incredible power in witnessing. And I was like, at the very least, I can witness my sisters in this workshop. At the very least, they can witness me. And, and that's what like held me in it. Yeah. And, and that second uh, session was so moving and powerful. And you sent me a message. You were like, you're not allowed to quit. That was epic. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm in it. All right. We're doing this. <laughs> it's so funny. See, it's like, I, I, it's like, oh my gosh, there's so many things that like my mind just, you know, and that's the difference. Like, right. When I'm holding a container, right. Like I send messages. I'm just, I follow intuitively. And sometimes I feel like I'm still like in my heightened state when I'm sending these messages and then I kind of forget about it, but I think it's important, right. Cause there's a lot of themes that again, keep coming up around like, you know, and I, I feel in terms of resistance and like wanting to right, go back to the old paradigm and to say like, this is too hard or I can't do this or money blocks, time blocks, whatever it is. And I feel like what's made me successful as an entrepreneur is my ability because I know like I have all the same blocks. I've invested a lot in myself in various ways because I love growth and I follow my heart, even when it doesn't make sense to the logical mind. Um, But I feel like I've always had this ability to like hold people in what I know to be true for them. Like, it's like, I can see their potential and I'm like, I would rather blow this relationship up and have Lindsay never talk to me again, than not like help her remind her who the heck she is in this moment. And like, that's literally how I move through life. Like I could, I mean, like I get to be unattached to her answer because ultimately it's up to her. But if I don't remind her and hold her and support her and give her the space to process that and have her come back to her own empowerment, then I feel like I'm doing a disservice as a mentor. Um, and sorry to, sorry to interrupt why I think you and I connect so much because that is exactly how I mentor too. Yeah. Exactly how I held my students in academia too. And, um, Yeah. I just wanted to reaffirm that. Yeah. So what's funny is like, you almost quit at the end and like, literally you went from having this neurological damage to like insanely, I don't even know how to, like, it was like, oh my gosh, temple keeper, like priestess of the night, like 
move in energy, but also because of your artistry, like it was always art. Like everybody moves in their own way and has their own resonance. Like we all have our own resonance. And of course we have different archetypes that come through depending on like what is being asked to emerge. But with you, it was just like, oh my gosh, like I remember you. Like I'm like bowing to you. I feel this connection that you have to yourself. I feel you in your power. You're moving in ways that I've never seen you move. And it's not dance. Like it is truly expression from this deep core inside of you that is moving you. And it is so healing to the people watching. (laughs) Like I felt so blessed. I'm like, oh my gosh, I literally get to hold this container and just receive the medicine of these women coming home to themselves. So I just wanted to thank you for that. And um, I don't know if there's anything that you want to add, but it was pretty remarkable to like have the recordings of the first time that we moved together, like first day of school vibes and to see within a year how your body was communicating was epic. It was, it was huge, but also a testament to you because I felt so safe to be able to go there. I felt so safe to be able to dive in deep and go full throttle. I absolutely, uh, I I'm so grateful that I had this, um, career as an artist. I've been studying art since seriously, since I was 13. So I had this creative muscle. I just have never really used it through my body in this way before. And to, to truly move from like just my shoulders, stand up, sit down right away. Like, okay, cool. I'm going to do some things with my hands and my arms because that's all I can do to suddenly like I'm moving in a full way and expressing it and rolling around on the floor in a way that I was like, oh, this is what needs to be communicated. I really don't need to rely on my words. Truly, my body is expressing what needs to be expressed and I'm connecting to my higher self in a way that I've never connected before. This is truly is a moving meditation. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm healing things, not only on the physical level, mental, emotional, spiritual, financial level where I'm like, oh, I'm understanding this work now. Okay. Yeah. And it's so experiential. And I mean, gosh, there's so many places I want to go. I'm like, okay, do you have time to go? I know that we have, like, do you have time to go a little bit over? Because I feel yes, like there's yes. important things we get to talk about. Yeah. So, okay. You graduate from this year long process. And I, again, I have no concept of time. Well, I kind of, I guess I kind of do. It was, I, yeah, it was pretty shortly after, like it was December of 2021 that the graduation happened and we started working together privately in February of 2023. I remember that because of our contract, but you reached out to me and I can't remember what you asked, but tell people like exactly what you texted me. If you remember. There's something about like, Hey, do you know about um, certification programs uh, for uh, coaching? Something, something along those lines. I was reaching out to various, um, uh, coaching program certifications become like a life coach. And I was like, maybe I could like interweave, um, you know, my art background and healing and, um, go that Avenue. And I had, I had, I think at that point, like four various phone calls with, um, different certification programs. Um, and I was just like, let me just ask Lindsay this thing, because, um, I'm not really sure which Avenue to go to. 
and you <laughs> you responded back like immediately like you don't need another certificate <laughs> how many programs have you been through you don't need another certificate you don't need another piece of paper like how many degrees do you have you don't need another one and i was like oh yeah i really don't i really do have it cool yeah. Yeah. And this like wave came over me of like, like I, it was just this wave of remind her who she is. And I remember we got on the phone shortly after and, you know, I had no intent, like at the time I was doing private coaching, but I had never really done it in this way. Like all of a sudden I had this massive wave of like, you can help her. Like you get to help her do it her way. And I had all of this information come through of like how it got to look and what we were going to create together. And we got on the phone and I asked you a bunch of questions. And I think I shared with you like what we could create together. And I think you were like, I don't know why it's that same feeling. Like I'm supposed to say yes, even though I have no idea how I'm going to pay for this. Right. Cause it's a much bigger investment for private coaching and you did it. Like you literally did it. You sign. Okay. So let's talk about your resistance to signing the contract though. And what transpired with that in terms of like the, the money coming in before, or like, right. It's like the money came in after you executed the contract, but you were, you had that same feeling. I can't, now I love talking about this because you had that same feeling of, oh my gosh, this is so uncomfortable inside my body to not sign the damn thing that I'm going to sign it. So let's talk about that. So funny because like, we're talking, uh, you know, we were talking numbers, we had formulated the contract and you sent it to me an email and I didn't open it. And I was like, (laughs) I can't, I can't open this thing. Oh my God, I'm freaking out. I I don't know how I'm going to pay for it. The logical mind was like, set up the job first and then be able to pay for it. And then, and then, and then, um, you know, get all your ducks in a row first. And, um, So I got the email and it's in my inbox and I marked it as important and I let it get buried and it just goes down. And I'm like, and the more that I just allowed it to get buried, the more that my stomach did this and was in such knots. And I'm like, okay, let's breathe into that for a minute. How does it feel not signing this contract? And immediately the knots just got tighter and tighter and tighter. And then I said, okay, how does it feel to sign this contract and work with Lindsay in this way? And immediately everything just opened up and was in flow. And I was like, okay, Lord, higher self, spirit guides, universe, all of the above to the divine supreme God, divine father, divine mother. I know that I meant to do this thing. You've got to bring in the money. Okay. (laughs) Like I felt like Jerry Maguire, show me the money, right? Like, cool. (laughs) So I signed it and I sent it to you and I put the phone down and then I like, I'm pretty sure like I went and like shook it all out. I'm like, I don't know what's happening. I don't know why this is happening, but okay, cool. I'm just trusting. I'm trusting. I'm trusting. I'm trusting. And then literally a week later I was promoted and I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then I got like a dog watching gig that would totally pay for the first month. And I was like, all right, (laughs) here, uh, cool. Like you got it. I, yeah, we're going to go do this thing. And, and every single month it's been like, oh, okay, cool. This, this easy flow of bringing in the money and then sending it off, bringing in the money and then sending it off. And I'm like, all because I'm living in alignment. Yeah. All right. I have full body chills right now. And this is why it's such a delight to work together because 
you know, like you take those risks and you're, you've had enough evidence of like, when I'm in alignment, I know how to ask my body, how to ask my, you know, higher self inner guide. Is this for me? Is this not for me? Like, you know how to feel it. And even when your mind's like, whoa, abort the mission, like this is not how we do life. (laughs) You still follow it. And, and I think it's really important for me to share vulnerably, like all of my private packages are different. And (laughs) there's a part of my logical mind that like wants to have a formula. Like I've actually never actually mentored in this particular way. And this, like everything dropped in Yeah, when we had this conversation, it was like, this is what you're going to do. This is how you're going to be different because it's business coaching. Like, but I don't consider myself a business coach because it's, it's like ritualizing, right? Like, you know, the first three months we really spent building the foundation. Like, it's like, trust me, like we are not doing anything until we know exactly who you are, how you want to serve, what is in full alignment. And then we're going to get into the experimentation for the next three months, which is where we're at at the end of that right now, then we're going to launch, then we're going to be seen, then we're going to create, then we're going to be visible. Yeah. And then the last three months is really the refinement and rinsing and repeating and, you know, like bringing things through. And so it's like, I'm bringing elements of the business coaches that I've had, but also just like inside of me, I know what, how I like to run my business and how it gets to feel. And I feel like us having this co-created relationship is helping me evolve because it's helping me trust that I get to, for those that want it, which I've had people come to me for business coaching. I've had them on, you know, that initial call and they're crying and they're like, oh my gosh, I've never felt this way before. And then all of a sudden they're like, I decided to go with this program where I can get this structure and this certificate. And it's like, not from a place of judgment, but not everybody's ready to work in this way because it is very deep. And yes, I provide so much structure and like we need the structure, but there's so much room for, we are not moving forward until we are in full alignment with exactly how you get to serve at this time. So I really want to thank you for that. I feel like you know, I feel like our calls, I love coming to our calls and we express gratitude to each other all the time because I feel like we really are meeting each other. And it's that piece of like true co-creation, truly meeting people, me really being like, I've never done this before, but it feels natural and you trusting me in that. And now we are, as we're recording this, one week away from your launch. When this when this launches, it'll be at the end of the week yeah. of your of your program, and it's almost full. There's only a few spots left, so yeah, talk actually, about it. So <laughs> I'm so excited. Uh, it's it's um called the journey within. It's somatic dance movement. And uh, there's a lot of inner child work. It's creating safety both with and for your body, connecting you to your breath and surrendering to your body's desired movements. And um, uh, yeah, and we're going to be talking about all the things, uh, you know, past traumas, goals, uh, how you see your futuristic self, uh, embodying that empowerment of your best, your highest and best self. and. Um, 
yet the intimacy, self-intimacy, intimacy and relationships, all of it, we're really going there. And there's, um, there's only 10 seats available and seven of those are full. And uh, I'm so excited because the women who are stepping forward are, are ready. And, um, and it's so exciting that I have been through a similar journey of, I'm not quite sure why, but I, but I feel like I have to say yes to this. And so I get to witness it like you witnessed it in me. And um, I'm so excited. It starts July 28th. It's my birthday. And it feels like the perfect time to, um, to you know, it's a, what a glorious momentum for my own rebirth is essentially why I'm launching it on my birthday. And I love that I called our, this was the first time I ever titled, you know, this, it was a nine month container. Again, like I had never offered a nine month container before I either did six or 12 month contracts and I called it rebirth. And I love that, right? Like we're on this journey and, and that's why I call it rebirth because it's like, you're not going to be the same on the other side of this. And (laughs) what I realized from like the first, like what what that group program did for those, for, for all of you who, who participated in it, was it like, it was this homecoming piece. It was like, we got to like really start to list, learn to listen and to like really feel again and to meet ourselves maybe in a time or a place that we had never actually met ourselves in that way before. And then this, why it's like the rebirth is it's like, what do you want to create now? Like, what do you want to bring forth? What do you want to birth into the world? And so, you know, I have clients who are wanting to scale their businesses, launch businesses, write books, right? But it doesn't matter. It's like, it could be a relationship. It could be anything. And what's fun is this is one of the last questions that I'm going to ask you before you let people know how people can get in touch with you, especially to participate in this work is, when we were on a coaching call, I don't know, I think it was last week together, we were talking about my work changing and um, I'm no longer offering my group work in the way that I was. I'm at a, I'm at a time where my, my work is shifting and I'm only offering private coaching right now. And you said to me, you said, but look at the people who are creating these embodied movement experiences and group programs from your work, right? As this remembrance, and you're not the only one, there's other women who are doing the same thing as well. And it was the first time that I had reflected back to me, like, oh, my mind, right. Is telling me like, you're on a pause and people need this. And like, right. It's like putting this pressure on myself that I'm running out of time. And like, what if this is a mistake? And then what if like that container is closed? I don't know. I feel like it's still going to continue and and evolve eventually in a new way. But for now, it feels like it's complete. And I, it was like, you reflected back to me that you now get to create like all these people who were a part of it get to create their own version of that. And I deeply appreciated that because it taught me like, what if that was what I signed up for? Like this was the piece in my journey where this was it so that others could take it and run with it. And I can allow my, my work to evolve in the way that it's being asked to. Exactly. It was like passing the baton. 
of like, here, it's your turn. Like the initiation of like, oh, okay. Like the ripple effect of you heard your call, you followed your intuition, you taught so many women such beautiful skills and beautiful uh, ways of connecting to their intuition. And people like me heard our own call of following you of like, oh, okay, I'm going to learn from you as much as I can. And then it gets to be passed through my filter. And now I get to teach it in a way that makes sense to me in a way that's connecting with other women. And the people who have reached out to me just by what I've been posting on my Instagram has been incredible. And I never thought that I would post the videos that I'm posting. I would like, I sort of like had like envy of like, Oh, Lindsay's doing that thing. How cool. How brave is she that she's like posting that and she's moving in such a beautiful way and, and in such a sensual way, she's really owning her femininity. And I remember being like, I want to do that. Why can't I do that? And I can do that. And I am doing it. And the first time that I posted something, I was like, so terrified, but who, who has been like connecting to to my work now, it's like, it's incredible what's happening. And it's all because you, you heard your call and it's, it's incredible. It really is a ripple effect. And I know that I'm not the only one I'm teaching now because of it. And that's, that's really beautiful lens. That's really beautiful. Mm, Thank you. And I mean, the amount of times that I posted those videos and was like, Oh, my family's on here. Oh, what are people going to think? I mean, the nausea and the fear And like the things that people would write, like I get lots of beautiful feedback, but I also have had people with not so nice feedback and like really owning that and claiming that. And again, it's so supportive to be reflected back that me being in my bravery, (laughs) because it was just this impulse of like, I've got to share this. And I went through sharing it for a several month period and I haven't in a while because it felt like it was more of an initiation for me. Like it doesn't feel like I need to share that at this time. Again, maybe in the future I will. Um, But right now it's like just following, like there was a reason why I needed to share vulnerably expose myself in those ways. And it lives on social media. So people are still receiving it. Like people are still receiving the medicine there. And to hear how you were like, Oh, I want to do that and found your own way. And like now you're sharing content that also is like stretchy and makes you feel all the feels like this is part of it. It's like, this is what we move through (laughs) when we're being bold and courageous. So thank you. Thank you for that. And, you know, finally I would say, I'm only offering private coaching right now. Like this is one of the avenues that we can absolutely take. So I'll put, I don't know, maybe I'll put my calendar link (laughs) in the show notes below or the ways that you can check out the rebirth, you know, private mentorship journey with me. But I would love for our community to get in touch with you. And if you're feeling the call, I mean, I have had last minute people sign up who just randomly like heard me on a podcast or saw a post and they where they got on my email list and were like, I, same thing. I have no idea why, but like, oh, it's tomorrow. I want in, like, is there a room? And I've made space for people. So when this launches, it'll be launching, you know, the, the opening um, class will be on Friday. So this is launching on a Monday. So yeah. How can people get on a call with you or connect with you if they just want to say hello 
or again, if anything resonated in this episode, but also if they're curious about this work, because before you share, one thing that I want to share is like, yes, I'm mentoring you in a lot of ways, but you teach me as well. And this is what I believe is feminine leadership. Like Lindsay knows what she's doing. She has actual degrees. Like she's been performing creative expression, embodiment, art for a long time and has, again, like so much lived experience and wisdom. And this is, I believe, not the first lifetime that she's, you know, been a medicine woman and a priestess in this way and and helping supporting humanity. So I just really wanted to bring you on here because it, it does feel important for me to let people know what you're up to, especially because I'm not offering it. And so for those of you who have been on the waiting list and have been curious, like this is a beautiful opportunity for you to say yes. Yes. Please say yes. <laughs> if you get a call, oh yeah. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, Lindsay Lee underscore Lionheart. And that's Lindsay with an A L E E. And um uh, my website is currently being revamped so that that will launch soon. Um, and also you can get in touch with me via Calendly. I would love to have a conversation with you um, to see how I can support you. So if you hear, if you feel like you've got this call, this pool, this magnetic pool, I would love to have a conversation with you. And if it's not being facilitated by me, I know plenty of other women who can assist. So um, I would love I would love to um, have you join me. So, yeah. And there's other offerings that you do as well in the the realm of um, art and also in the realm of energy work. So, you know, just if you're feeling this impulse just to connect with Lindsay and just explore, I invite you to do that because the group work is not the only way to be supported by her. And um, yeah, I'm really honored and grateful that. I mean, it's been like two years of us on this journey and and you saying yes to me supporting you and kind of showing you the path that I've walked. And I can't wait to continue to learn from you as well. So thank you, beautiful sister. Thank you. Thanks, Lens. <laughs> Any final parting words with our community before we jump off? Um, oh, I'm going to leave you with follow, follow your heart follow the art and whatever the art manifests for you, allow it to blossom within creativity. Yeah. I mean, if that's not a quotable, I don't know what is. (laughs) (laughs) So, 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 so beautiful. Thank you so much for taking the time and for following your heart, following your art and for birthing this beautiful program. And doing it scared, doing it anyways, doing it when the mental chatter gets loud, doing it when the conditioning comes in and really just continuing to honor self. So thank you. I hope this conversation inspired you. Much love, everyone. Thank you so much for your presence and contribution in tuning in today. If you found value from this episode, I invite you to take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram. You can tag me at Lindsay Martin Ellis. I always love hearing from you. So I invite you to send me a love note via direct message and share your experience and ahas. 
Also, I have a beautiful free offering for you if you have not already taken advantage of my free quiz to discover your unique soul's blueprint so that you can activate your feminine frequency and embody more of you. You can find the link below in the show notes. And lastly, I invite you to leave a rating and review if any of my content in these podcast episodes resonates. This is the best and most effective way to support this podcast in reaching more people awakening around the globe. You can simply leave a quick review to share what you love most about my teachings and how this has impacted your life. Thanks again so much for being here from the bottom of my heart. And we'll see you next week for another episode of Soulshine Radio. Sending so many love and blessings.